recording. <laughs> oh, my hair. Is it still recording? Yes. Oh, I have to go get a lighter. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh. I don't. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 22, and I am... Cat Wonders. So you may notice something a little different. You may not. My hair is officially curlier than normal because what I did this time was probably what I should have been doing all along, which is every time I curl a piece, kind of clip it up so that it cools down in the same, you know what I mean? So it cools down curly rather than let it go down and then it straightens out and cools. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, that's what I did today. And I actually thought it was a little too curly and too kind of like perfect looking. So I tried to brush it out, which made it a disaster. But I mean, a kind of a, a pretty, pretty mess, pretty disaster. And I'm wearing some cute sugar thrills. This is like a two piece set and I love it. And I can wear a sweater now. <laughs> um, sweaters have been a thing of last fall and actually, sorry, spring, I should say. And um, I haven't worn a sweater since pretty much. Well, unless it's evening time and I'm camping. But when it comes to podcasts or any videos whatsoever up in my studio, it tends to be extremely warm, but it's starting to cool down. And um, I'm excited about it. I've got a ton of things that I'm planning on wearing and I'm going to be fluffing my hair around a lot. <laughs> um, I chose to wear two different colored earrings. These are like little, what do you want to call them? Just like little puff balls, fluff balls. Uh, <laughs> I thought it worked. Uh, and I like to try funky new things here on this podcast. And I know I say this every time and you're annoyed, uh, but this podcast has a video version on YouTube, so you can take in all the aesthetic glory that I provide. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so exciting. I'm going to start off with cocktails as usual, but this time I'm going to do something a little different where the lighted stand will only really work for the first few minutes before there's anything in the glass because we are making a... Pumpkin spice white Russian. I don't think I've ever had a white Russian, let alone ever made one. Um, but I was going through fall cocktails and like online and I saw this and it looks so delicious. And I know that it's probably, it probably shouldn't be made in a sh martini shaker. <laughs> one of these things. But I think that's kind of the only way to chill it quickly and also mix everything together really nicely. Um, the, the picture on the internet was quite beautiful and the rim was covered in sugar, I believe. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, okay, these are the ingredients. So first of all, you need a glass. I got some beautiful crystal here. Ooh, how does that look on there? Taking all, all the aesthetic glory. <laughs> I, I'll stop saying that, I promise. <laughs> and so gorgeous. Okay. Uh, and so this is going to take two ounces of vodka, two ounces of pumpkin spice creamer that I so happen to find, uh, one ounce of Kahlua, 
and then whipping cream and then pumpkin spice. Of course, I forgot the whipping cream, so I'm gonna have to grab that. Um, but that we add at the end and okay, let me just whip down and grab the whipping cream. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that I can put everything into this martini shaker. Take out some ice first. Does it look pretty? <laughs> I keep looking in the monitor to see. Okay, let's, that's enough. Okay, first thing is I'll do two ounces of vodka. I opened this last night, so that's all I got left. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, one, two, ish. It might even be a bit short, but it's noon. <laughs> um, two ounces of pumpkin spice creamer. Okay, so I found this at my local grocery store, uh, and it's exactly what I need for this cocktail. The only thing is, is this is so packed full of sugar that it's going to kick me out of ketosis. But today I decided that I'm taking a, a carb up day, which means that I can eat carbs. They're supposed to be healthy carbs, but I mean, it's vegetables. <laughs> the pumpkin is a vegetable or is it a fruit? Definitely a vegetable, but still. What is it? Does it even, does it even fall into the cat? I just heard a gunshot outside. Pretty far away though, so no worries. Um, what is, okay, is pumpkin, pumpkin a vegetable? We tend to place pumpkin and some other fruits in the vegetable category because most common varieties, the most common varieties aren't sweet. Vegetables, on the other hand, are the flowers, bulbs, leaves, and stems of a plant and won't contain seeds. Think Brussels sprouts, lettuce, celery, and garlic. What's the answer? <laughs> we because the most common varieties aren't sweet. We tend to place pumpkin and some other fruits in the vegetable category. Okay, so it's saying it's not part of the vegetable category? It's a fruit? Why are they making it? The answer is so complex. I need it simple. Um... Okay, pumpkins are often mistaken for vegetables because the classic variety we use for Halloween is actually not naturally sweet, explains the director. Okay, but there are 30 plus varieties of pumpkin grown, sold in popular markets. Okay, so I'm assuming that it's a fruit. I don't freaking know. Do your own research. Does it matter? No. Okay, so I'm adding some. <laughs> Just like off on tangent. Okay, so two ounces of pumpkin spice creamer. So this is, remember what happened last time, um, about the same amount. One, two. Oh, so much sugar. I can like feel it in my eyeballs. <laughs> you know what I'm making something spicy and your eyes burn? That's how, like when I'm around sugar, I can just feel it. Um, okay, now we wanna do one ounce of Kahlua. Brand new bottle. one ounce and okay so the pumpkin spice that I have oops is for garnishing the top but I'm gonna put a little bit in it because it's powder right oh diggity dog this is gonna make a mess
Oh. Jesus. Krius. Okay. Not too bad. So I'm going to open the little, the little side. So with these, you get, you can open a big one, big flap for a spoon in case you need to measure like a teaspoon or something, a big hole, and then little holes. It's very clever. So a few dashes of pumpkin spice. Might be a little texturally weird, but that's okay. Because guess what? We're experimenting here and that's what matters. Oh yeah, I also got a little cinnamon stick and an orange straw. How festive. Okay, so I'm gonna mix this up and hold on to the lid. tell by the look on my face. Here we go. If I have the exact amount. How do I do it? Tell me, how do I do it? <laughs> okay, now we are going to take some whipping cream. Can you still see a little bit? Does the light do anything? Maybe a little. <laughs> and some pumpkin spice. You guys, tell me that this doesn't look wonderful. Okay, I'm gonna try it with my orange straw. Here we go. I think this is, this is heaven on earth. <laughs> this is heaven on earth. I could get so freaking drunk so fast on this. This is like the best vanilla milkshake you've ever had in your life. Now, I don't really get much pumpkin flavor out of this. So that creamer is pretty much just pure sugar with maybe like some pumpkin extract. I don't know, it's a Starbucks version. Um, I did take the one with less sugar because actually, what's that brand where they make those coffee creamers and like the bulbous looking, there's like 18 different flavors. Um, they had a pumpkin spice version as well that was less expensive and a little bit more sugar, but maybe more pumpkin flavor, I don't know. But I'm like, let me just, oh. Very vanilla-y, a little bit of cinnamon flavor, not so much uh, pumpkin flavor. But for Christmas time, <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be pumpkin spice, obviously, like I said. It could be pretty much like they do French vanilla, caramel, Irish cream. Um, what a lovely beverage and super easy to make. I mean, it'd be annoying to use a shaker. I would just like pour it all into like, a bowl, <laughs> mix it, and then strain it the classy way, right? Anyway, highly recommend. I wonder if there's any more in there. Gotta get every last drop. <laughs> highly recommend and actually super beautiful looking and definitely fall, something to look forward to. Um, even served warm would be incredible. Um, not a bad idea. Probably 95,000 calories though. What's that? So just keep that in mind. And you probably don't want to drink too many. I mean, I could have three pretty easily, I think. 
All right, well. <clears throat> so, I, I'm gonna put on my glasses here so I can see things. Um, just joking, I can see without them. It's super dirty. You know, it's really disheartening. So, you know, when you, <laughs> you do your makeup and, um, I do my makeup in natural light and, uh, and I, I only wear this much makeup when I'm filming, right? I don't really go out in public like this. If I have like a really hot date or something, I might do myself up a little bit more, but I, um, <clears throat> don't do my makeup with my glasses on because obviously I can't get to my face, right? But when I put my glasses, because I have astigmatism, so everything is a little softened, including like skin texture. <laughs> so when I put my glasses on after I've done my makeup, I'm like, oh, I really wish I didn't put them on. <laughs> I like the illusion that my my brain is receiving from my actual like true vision minus the help. The help just makes me feel like shit. But it does help me watch movies and night drive and all those kind of things. But it's like the reality. It's like, oh, uh, it's okay, though. I'm okay with myself. I just sometimes get a shock here and, here and there. It's like doing your makeup in a dimly lit bathroom in like a hotel or something. And then uh, you go into natural light. And then it's like, ooh, whoa, you know, it could be a problem. <clears throat> so my week well I went side by siding uh, for a friend's birthday and I'll tell you it was pretty crazy like we all of us are kind of advanced riders anyway but we had to we had to cross a creek and it was more flowing like a river and I swear to god it was higher on the way back because it was so hot that day but um there's nothing like side-by-siding with a bunch of people going through the mountains, really untapped by other people. Like they, the people that we went with had gone beforehand and cut some trail and that kind of thing. But what a lovely day. It was perfect. What a lovely way to spend a birthday. You know, rather than having people over your house or going somewhere. Like, let's all go side-by-siding. It was super fun. So did that. Um, I <laughs> ordered a bunch more Sugar Thrills. They came out with another collection again. Uh, if you don't know what Sugar Thrills is, it's my absolute favorite clothing brand of all time. Uh, I have probably, like I said, the biggest Sugar Thrills collection in Canada. And I would like to maybe be proven otherwise <laughs> because I really think I, that I am. And I should be like a Sugar Thrills ambassador because pretty much all I wear when it comes to filming anyway. Um, and so they, their recent collection is, uh, very clueless, the movie clueless. And if you don't know the movie clueless, then it's going to be hard for you to like reference in your mind, but very high school nineties, high school and, but super pretty and lovely. So God, I don't think there was one thing from that collection that I didn't order. There may be a couple things, but say, I'm just saying, more and more. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have a problem. Um, but I did actually figure out a couple spaces where I can hang this stuff up. And I've been getting better at... So I wear a lot of Sugar Thrills for Patreon because it's a little... It's playful, but it's quite revealing and pretty nice but naughty, if you know what I mean. So I'm going to start to put away items that I've already worn. But then I, I need like special Sugar Thrills boxes where I buy, go on Amazon, get some pretty like pink boxes specifically for my Sugar Thrills. And then when I have more space, then one day I could just have like a whole massive room dedicated to my Sugar Thrills. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's funny because I can excuse any purchase really uh, clothing wise. At, because I'm planning on wearing it for Patreon or for YouTube or whatever. So it does make it more difficult to say no because I can get away with it. And it's in my budget and I can write it all off. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that happened. Um, then, oh yeah, I, this is kind of stupid. Um, I ordered some bed sheets from a company called Bed Threads and... Um, 
I've been looking for a long time for a nice kind of like mustard yellow sheet set and almost like a terracotta or like a deep rusty orange just because I have a few duvet covers that would it would just they would just complement really well and like I have all sorts of configurations in my mind excuse me and um so I've ordered them perfectly great they got here no time and the pillowcases are standard size and so I have to reorder I actually have already reordered them but I was like what how did I miss that you know like sometimes you order something online and it's like oh crap like I ordered three by accident and you think that the company made the mistake but you go back to your email and it's like oh I did that <laughs> I've done that actually with sugar throws I've got it happened twice to me so far where I've I've got a shirt that I have two of and a skirt that I have two of so which is no problem I have plenty of friends that I can just be like here you go I don't need to but um, not that that was interesting by any means, but just thought I would share that with you. Okay, so the first topic that I want to bring up is, have you ever run into somebody random in the street that you somehow feel drawn to? So I don't mean like run into somebody. I mean... You're walking down the street in the city and suddenly there's just somebody, whether, whether it happens like in a split second or you have time to kind of look at them and think about it, you're just for some reason really drawn to that person or, and it's not even an attraction thing. Like it doesn't have to be, oh, look at how good looking that. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Um, what I mean is you have kind of like some sort of weird connection but it's it's really hard to describe and most of the time you don't act on it you're not like hey are you feeling the same thing <laughs> um and it was sort of a straight like it, this did happen to me one time in my town and I was parked outside of a coffee shop and there was somebody sitting in the or outside the coffee shop on the bench and I looked at this person, it was a guy, and I don't know if this is because he reminded me of someone or I don't, I don't, I can't explain it, but I, I looked at him and I was like, I almost couldn't look at him again. I was like, and it was, he wasn't that attractive. It wasn't like he, he was the best looking guy I'd ever seen in my life or something, but there was just some sort of I don't know, like some sort of force field between us. And I thought to myself, like, what is going on here? I felt it right away. And how do I describe the feeling? It's almost like you've seen somebody that you've been looking for for a long time. See, somebody went missing and you and you see them. And what you want to do is go like, oh my God, there you are. Like, where have you been? That's the same kind of feeling that I got, even though I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea why this is happening. There's no other factors involved. Like I'm not super emotional for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like it was pretty just straight and narrow. I want to talk to you. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, it's happened to me in that way one time and then one other time I was at a festival and uh, I kind of noticed this dude and he wasn't again not that attractive like what not something that I would be really attracted to but maybe it was something like he reminded me of someone or it just hit my brain the same way not in a way that you actually remember somebody like oh you look like some but it just hits your brain that like you know this person you know, <laughs> anyway, and, um, and then I, it happened to me first. So I noticed him first. He didn't look at me to know me at all. And I was just like, huh, who is this guy? Like something is like drawing me to talk to him or something. And then later on at this festival, it was actually a, a great big wood festival. <laughs> it's called the Ligna. It happens in Germany, I think every two years or it used to. Uh, and so we were there and I, I noticed him first anyway. So later on, 
I caught him staring at me from like over 30 people in between us. And I noticed him looking at me. And then I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, do I know this person? And this is before YouTube. So I don't like, it's not like he recognized me or something like that. You know, I, I ruled that out. But the fact that I had the first, the feeling the first time, I was like, what's going on? Anyway, so it was funny because we were going around and he was with his group of people and I was with my group of people. And then we were just kind of like, but always aware of where each other was. It was really, really strange. Uh, and then never, ever spoke to him. And in fact, it's funny because he <laughs> was kind of a funny looking guy. Like, not be maybe <laughs> that's not why I was looking at him, but it was not an attraction thing at all. It was, it was like a strange, like, Hey buddy, haven't seen you for a while type thing. So that's weird. But anyway, I'm just curious if you've ever had this happen, uh, and what you think this is like, what is, what is that exactly? Is it like somebody from a past life that's reincarnated and maybe I've been reincarnated and our souls are like connected somehow, you know, um, you can get into that kind of crazy depth. But uh, yeah, I'm curious because I've heard this said before, but no, not really like an actual discussion about it. But so, yeah. Um, It's so sweet that even though I know that there's not much left in here, I'm just going to use the ice to water it down. It's just me wishful thinking like, come on, come on. <laughs> so freaking good. Okay, I'm going to stir in the whipping cream just to make it healthier. <laughs> I don't even think I pronounced that right, but I don't care. <laughs> um... Okay, and, and this leads me to a different topic. I mean, they're not related, so I don't know why I said this leads me to this, but um, I found this super interesting, but, and this is probably well known, but not really something that I've ever really talked about. Um, when certain people meet, okay, okay, how do I say this? Nowadays, a lot of people meet online through Tinder, all these other apps, dating apps, I don't even know. And um, so they kind of build a relationship online before they meet in person. And back in the day that you couldn't do that, you had to run into somebody that you knew, somebody you work with, you know what I mean? And sort of talk face to face and be near each other. Um, and then this is, this is, this can get very extreme where, you know, you're, you've met somebody online and they live overseas. So you have months, even years of a connection with somebody that you are determined is your spouse, right? And eventually you're going to meet and it's eventually you'll move there or they'll move here. But I want to talk about body chemistry and how, how my pheromones might not actually be attractive to you and your system you know what I mean uh so what I'm saying is when you have the opportunity to meet somebody in person you know pretty quickly if like if you're if you're kind of compatible you know there's some people that you meet that they just don't there's something about them like they're attractive sure they're nice but there's just something about them like the way that they smell or the way that they so a lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot of times because I don't know statistically, statistically, <laughs> um, what the numbers are, but I couldn't imagine what it'd be like. Cause I've, I've been close to guys that I am, I know we're not a match. Like if they, he doesn't smell right. Something's not right. Like I just don't, you know what I mean? It just doesn't work. Uh, and there's other things at play that don't, don't just involve smell but you know just 
their body chemistry it's different and some people just aren't compatible that way so so i'm just saying it's really weird to think about being in some sort of overseas or online relationship for any period of time when you haven't met them in person and the reality of trying to like force a relationship through this kind of unnatural like what's the word i'm looking for when you're not actually chemically <laughs> chemically compatible do you know what i mean uh i think that sometimes that happens like i've <laughs> i became a little obsessed with the show um 90 day fiance right and some of these people have relationships online for so long and their dream is to meet one day and either one can't afford it or the other can't or they both can't and um they eventually meet and then it turns out that oh like you're so committed like you're so in love with that person and who they are that the chemistry is sometimes thrown aside because i like i said chemistry is huge somebody's like bo their breath their scalp smell their sweat like their feet you know like sometimes it just does not it doesn't work it doesn't work so i just thought it was interesting to kind of bring up body chemistry and how much of a role it plays in relationships and it's something to consider you know it'd be interesting actually if like if you got into some sort of online relationship with somebody to sort of like send each other a dirty t-shirt and I don't mean dirty dirty but I mean like something you've worn uh not underwear okay we're not getting too creepy here but just a shirt they wore for the day and then send it to each other and see where you're at you know don't spritz it with perfume just be like hey I want to see if our body chemistries match because if I smell the shirt and you know it I get turned on and it's part of you and I like it but if I smell this shirt and it smells kind of like cottage cheese or something then I'm going to be worried <laughs> for our future uh, so I think that that is uh, and it doesn't of course it doesn't match with like actually seeing somebody in person right but an interesting thing to think about I think I don't know why I'm so phlegmy and I think it's because of this cocktail I keep swallowing things in the back of my throat sounds disgusting but we all have saliva and we all get kind of congested sometimes and god damn this Ugh. even blended like an actual milkshake so I think this is like, this is a, this is a breakthrough. <laughs> it's good cold. I'm sure it's excellent warm, blended. I'm in love. All right. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. <clears throat> All right. So Cat Facts is a fun little segment where I read facts that maybe you didn't know. And some of these I do know, majority of them I don't, but just things that I thought were interesting. So let's start start off here. Um, this I did already know, but maybe you didn't. Uh, the 100 folds in a chef's hat represents 100 ways to cook an egg. Okay, yes. That's tall, or yes, that tall pleated white hat that chefs wear, technically called a toque, uh, has 100 folds for a reason. According to Reluctant Gourmet magazine, uh, the, pleats used to <laughs> the pleats used to signify chef's level of experience, like the numbers of ways... Okay, this is, sorry, this is worded really weird. <laughs> I'm going to read it the way it's written, and then I'm going to just, you can just figure out what this means. 
Uh, according to Reluctant Gourmet, the pleats used to signify a chef's level of experience, like the numbers of ways he or she knew how to prepare eggs. <laughs> oh no, are the rest gonna be like this? <laughs> okay, well anyway, uh, I guess there's a hundred ways to prepare eggs. I know, I know like eight. There's like <laughs> 92 more ways, weird. All right. Okay, this is ridiculous. The longest wedding veil was longer than 63 football fields. If you thought Meghan Markle's wedding veil was long, get this. There's a woman in Cyprus who set the Guinness World Record for the longest wedding veil. How long was it, you ask? Nearly 23,000 feet, which is the same length as about 63.5 football fields. Why? That's heavy. And what I want to know is, is it, was it one solid piece of fabric? Like one? Or was it all sewn together? I'm assuming sewn together. But that's ridiculous. That's like too much. Some cats are allergic to people. Well, hot damn, cat, we just figured it out. There are some people that I am definitely allergic to. <laughs> okay, FYI for all you people allergic to cats, they might be allergic to you. Uh, it's pretty uncommon due to the fact that we bathe ourselves more often than others. Some of us do. Uh, and don't shed as much hair or dead skin, but yes, it does happen. How would you know? Like, what happens? Do they sneeze a lot? Do they just get sick? Do they avoid you? Hmm. <clears throat> okay. The crown jewels contain the two biggest cut diamonds on Earth. They both came from the Cullinan Diamond, a 3,106 carat gem found in South Africa in 1905. The largest stone, called the Great Star of Africa, is in the Sovereign Scepter, while the second largest is mounted in the Imperial State Crown, pictured. So this is the picture of the Queen and her crown. So interesting. Hmm. Kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. The odds of getting a royal flush are exactly 1 in 649,740. Have you ever had a royal flush? I think I have. <laughs> I think I remember my mom one time going, oh, you have a royal flush. Uh, but I don't think that it was spades. I think is spades like the top. Anyway, I think it was hearts. But anyway. Uh, poker fiends have a slightly better chance of laying down a straight flush. Try 72,192 to 1. Uh, out of the 7,462 4, distinct five-card poker hands, you have a 42% chance of getting a single pair, though. Okay, so one in almost 650,000. So if you have, um, make sure you buy a lottery ticket because it's your lucky day. <clears throat> I found this interesting. Four times more people speak English as a second language than as native ones. So while more people speak English as a second language, nearly three times more people speak Mandarin Chinese natively. English has nearly two billion people learning it as a second language and only 350 million people speaking it natively. So I totally get it. Like, I know that this is definitely true because uh, the only place where they're not really teaching English is South Korea. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure they, they're teaching it there, but it's not mandatory for them to speak English, like in other countries where they have to learn to kind of speak English as well, uh, where it's part of the curriculum. But for in, in South Korea, it was really difficult to communicate and very difficult to translate for some reason my english was not translating into like proper korean so like even that my translator was like they'd kind of still be confused about what i was saying uh, which made it really difficult to sort of venture luckily 
I didn't do much traveling around. I had to kind of stay where I was, right in the Gangnam District, like right there, because, you know, work, I had to work pretty much the whole time. So, uh, so it'd be maybe a little difficult to navigate unless you have your, like, unless you know exactly what you're doing. I, <laughs> wherever I am, very typically talk to people for directions, ask directions. I, you know, rely on the friendliness of people <laughs> to help me out sometimes, um, which tends to work really well. I really have never run into a situation where I don't have help, even if I have a flat tire or something. There's usually somebody there to help. But um, yeah, which is cool because it also maybe discourages one from learning a new language because wherever you travel, like you say you're going to move to France for a month, um, very likely everyone you talk to there knows some English and you don't need to know that language, right, to get around. Um, so it's kind of like takes the fun out of it a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the lyrebird can mimic almost any sound it hears, including chainsaws. <laughs> Wildlife watchers have recorded the Australian species copying not only other birds but other animals like koalas and artificial sounds such as car alarms and camera shutters and chainsaws so wow the lyre bird l-y-r-e super cool uh not every model t was black okay because every time i picture like a model t it's like it's black every time and not only because the photos are black and white just i feel like every one that i've seen in existence is black. Uh, for the first few years of production, Ford's famous car came in gray, green, blue, and red. It was only after 1914 that customers could order any color so long as it's black, <laughs> uh, as the dark paint dried faster than other hues. So interesting. Well, that concludes Cat Facts. <clears throat> Do you ever find yourself being cautious about opening a conversation with somebody saying, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you? Um, I do <laughs> because there is a certain type of person that really almost prepares for this question. And what I mean is they really want to unload all their problems on you, right? They, you don't even really know them. You just sort of wind up being a bit of a dumping ground for all of their life issues. Uh, so for, for example, typically what I run into is, hey, how are you? Oh, good, good. How are you doing? Uh, that exchange. But sometimes, and you learn who these people are very quick, you say, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, how are you doing? Uh, oh, uh, you know, not so great. But, or you get, yeah, uh, could be better. But, you know, and then you're a little bit forced to ask them, oh, yeah, well, what's going on? You know, as a kind person, right? And sometimes somebody's really having a shitty day and they are, you're like, oh, frick, like, I'm sorry. And they just have to get it off their chest. But there are people that are consistently like in a terrible mood or they're having a bad day, you know? Uh, and it's not even that they have it so bad. They just want you to ask them about themselves and you, they want to talk about themselves and they want to sort of unload on you. Now, I am an advocate for talking about your issues and like that's not the issue at all. The issue that I have is when people don't take into consideration that you're passing by or that you have an armful of heavy groceries in each hand and they're standing there talking about their problems and their issues and themselves for way too freaking long, you know? And then you'll give cues like, ah, oh, yes, right here. Hey, I, uh, and then they cut you off and, <laughs> and then they keep talking. Um, I think maybe in the States, you guys are more prone to just tell it like it is and 
say, hey, I got to run. Sorry. Like, we'll talk about your bullshit later. <laughs> Whereas in Canada, um, we are too polite to really hurt your feelings by telling you that we don't really care about what you have to say because getting home to feed the dog is more important. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, which isn't really reality all the time. I, I think that I really admire people that can fully like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, you know, I really don't have time or people that can go to the hair salon and say, Hey, you know, is it okay if I just relax? Like, I don't feel like talking to you right now you know, because they start talking your ear off and you're like, God damn it, get me out of here. Um, I'm too nice, I think. But it's not being nice to yourself. Hold on, let me degrease here. All that cream and sugar is coming through my pores. Ah! You know what the worst part is about me taking a carb up day? Oh, glitter. Is that... When I have a carb update, I literally, I eat the worst shit ever. I mean, I'm, allow I'm allowed to do that once a week, like healthily on keto. Um, but Jesus Christ, I have so, like, I'm already thinking about my Dairy Queen Blizzard with extra cotton candy bits in it and fries to dip in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just have to kind of like keep myself under control. But this drink... Telling you. If you're someone who likes a cocktail in the evening, like after dinner, you're sitting down watching TV, your favorite show's on, you're making a snack, this is like full on dessert. If you're looking for something sweet, but you don't want to like crazy overdo it with a bowl of ice cream or a actual milkshake, this is the way to go. Mm. And you can make it for kids too, without like uh, the booze in it but I do feel like the Kahlua <laughs> is really adding something you know what I mean <clears throat> um so yeah my point is is there are a handful of people in this town that I don't ever ask oh how are you doing you know how are you it's just a natural thing to say like oh I haven't seen anyone how's it going no Sometimes you can't ask that to people because you're in for like a half an hour of just like, oh. Acts of kindness. <clears throat> so I want to bring up acts of kindness and what that means to certain people. Now, last week I took a little quiz uh, on love languages and it turns out that my, my love language, according to this test, is more so acts of service where I feel love when someone does something nice for me, as opposed to, I thought it was physical touch and I think I still am. Um, but you know, the more I think about it, um, acts of service is definitely who I am to other people. So it does make sense that that would be my love language, because I think a lot of times your love language is kind of almost how you express love to other people. But I, I thought about it and like, I will go out of my way to make somebody comfortable, right? Even if it makes me uncomfortable to do it, it makes me feel good to, like if I have guests coming over, I'll always make sure to make their bed for it. Like the sheets are on the bed, they could do it themselves, but I will make sure that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of a bad example because you should do that anyway. Um, or, you know, certain situations where, you know, somebody's uncomfortable and, and the music is too loud and I'll make sure like I'll get up and go ask them to turn the music down. And so I do have this tendency to, to really look out for people and make sure that they're comfortable, right? Because it does make me very uncomfortable when I know somebody else is uncomfortable. Even if it's like irrational, I still feel it, like I feel it quite intensely. Um, but when it comes to acts of kindness, I think that ties into 
my love language as well. And um, acts of kindness being, you know, helping somebody. I was in, so I'm not going to get into every story, but like how it was so great and nice to people. But, um, you know, there are things that you could do for people, little things. You know, you see that somebody needs help. One time I was at a hospital and there was this little old lady that didn't know her gown was, you know, on backwards or whatever. And you could see she was like exposing herself. And there were quite a few people in the room. Um, and, you know, a lot of people cringe. They look away. They try. But I will run up and fix her gown. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm that kind of person. If you have spinach in your teeth or lipstick on your teeth or whatever, I'll just kind of be like, because I kind of know I'd want somebody to, somebody to let me know, you know. Anyway, so... So acts of, of kindness, sometimes they extend far beyond like, oh, paying for somebody's grocery bill because they forgot their wallet or whatever, which I also have done. Um, but sometimes acts of kindness can just simply be, and my mom taught me this when I was younger, just a smile, right? Just smiling at somebody can really affect their life, their day, you know, their day, their life. <laughs> um you just don't know, right? And then also um, just having a positive energy. You know, I don't know if you have, if you're lucky enough to have somebody in your life that just is consistently positive, consistently happy, you know, always has a positive outlook, glass half full type person, um, which I like to think that I am. Um and it doesn't mean that I don't have problems or issues like everybody else. I just don't project that. I project kind of what I want back from the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I project a, a happy energy and that's just who I am. That's who I always have been, even when I'm not feeling happy. So it's a bit of a, I don't know, like I... I might be having a really bad day and need to talk about something, but I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to burden somebody else with my problems. You know what I mean? Like I could be having a full on argument with someone heated, like bad, and then answer the phone, like not like, hello, you know, hello, I'm just kind of, I'm not burdening this person with feeling uncomfortable for any reason or whatever, you know. So <laughs> I'm sort of off on a tangent, but um, when it comes to acts of kindness and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be doing something for somebody. It could just be being who you are and cracking a joke, laughing, smiling, complimenting someone. I mean, that's a huge one. So I guess that could really be, that could definitely fall under the acts of kindness um, category because you are acting kindly to someone. Uh, and you don't want it to be totally untrue. Like, oh my God, I love your hair, you know, and not mean it. Um, but I feel like you can kind of, you could. And the truth is it feels good to make somebody else feel good, at least to me or people that, you know, enjoy a positive reaction. Um, there's a lot of positive for both parties. Like, oh my God, your, your hair looks so good. Like I'd, you know, somebody you know, maybe, and I don't know <laughs> if it's something, a compliment that you pay to someone, but, or you, you love their jacket or whatever. You saying that to them and them, them having this like, oh, thanks. Or a lot of people be like, oh, pff, it was cheap. Or, you know what I mean? They try to downplay whatever they're getting complimented for. But um, it pays to see them have a positive reaction, you know, and uh, and I think like a lot of people don't bother naturally, like even talking to someone, you know, there's a lot of people that live in like New York City that just go throughout their day, don't talk to anybody, don't even make eye contact, get through the, go through the motions and, um, which is fine too. And not everybody is as forward as someone like me. Um, but I think... It's good to have these people in your life and as many people as possible like this in your life. Uh, but it, it can also be overdone <laughs> where there's somebody who's like going on and on about you and they worship you and it, it can be a little... I've had that too where I've had friends that just 
worship. They, the ground you walk on, you know, like they'll say yes to anything, Melkana. So you got to be careful because you don't have to like take advantage of people. But anyway, I'm totally off on a tangent. I'm can't stop thinking about this drink that I made. <laughs> thinking, well, I'm going to take a sip. Hmm. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> so I was watching a podcast, the Whitney Cummings podcast is called Good For You. And she made a statement. So she is actually, even though she's a comedian, <laughs> she's super smart and has a lot of like really valid things to say. And that's why I watch because she's, she's super hilarious, but also... She just has a lot of really good mantras and and uh, I, I just like listening to her. But she said, she asked about like, or mentioned something about being an extrovert or an introvert. So even though I have this channel and I have all the things that I'm doing where I'm like putting myself out there, gives off like major extrovert energy. <laughs> but the reality is that I'm, I'm quite an introvert and, but I, I can, I can, be both like I can really enjoy being around other people and that but I do definitely need me time um, I've been known <laughs> for a long time to go for dinner out by myself with myself nobody else and it's not that I don't have people to call it's just sometimes being around people is very draining and it's not even their fault it's my fault because I give so much energy and attention and uh, that it's super draining so that's just a personality trait that I have. I don't think I can change that. That's just part of who I am. But that has a consequence, which I said is very draining. And um, so I recharge by having alone time. Some people recharge by going into groups, having times, like spending time with family and friends and whatever. And like, that's how they recharge. They relax. And I know just as many people like that. Um, and I think sometimes you'd be shocked to know who in your life are introverts and extroverts because some can really chameleon as the other, like where I can seem like I'm a party animal, <laughs> which I can be uh, very rarely, but um, I definitely recharge by alone time. And I want to say reading a book. I don't freaking read books. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. <clears throat> um kind of getting lost in my work um, and, you know, doing things solo, going out for dinner by myself, uh, going for long walks on the beach, just joking, in the bush. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's also something to think about too in relationships where, you know, respecting somebody's need to be alone. It's not a bad thing. It's not because they don't want to hang out with you. It's just because they need space. They need time to do things on their own, like me. And sometimes if you're not allotted that time, that's when things can get a little bit like, I need some time, I need some space, you know? <laughs> so, <clears throat> phlegm city over here from this drink, but it's worth it. sad I could just make another one you know but <laughs> I'll save the calories for a Dairy Queen Blizzard later a mini so don't get too too excited all right now it's time for a segment that I like to call kitty twisters All right. So Kitty Twisters is where I go online and I try to find jokes that make me laugh. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm running out of websites, <laughs> running out of places to find these jokes. So please email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com with your jokes. Um, in fact, the majority of the jokes that you guys email me, uh, I've used already <laughs> because there's so, I, it's like, I got to buy a book this thick. All right. 
So this one I've told before, but it's funny because I know that not all of you have listened to this podcast. So I'm going to like the one where I told this joke. So I'm going to tell it again. Uh, I told my wife she was drawing her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. (laughs) And the Lord said unto John, come forth and you'll receive eternal life. But John came fifth and won a toaster. (laughs) I actually don't think that's that funny, but you might. (laughs) Women only call me ugly until they find out how much money I make. And then they call me ugly and poor. (laughs) How many Germans does it take to screw in a light bulb? One, they're efficient and not very funny. Is that funny? (laughs) By German? Okay. Uh, I broke my finger last week, but on the other hand, I'm okay. This one I've told before too. Uh, I tried to catch fog yesterday. Missed. Uh, Just say no to drugs. Well, if I'm talking to my drugs, I probably already said yes. I entered 10 puns in a pun contest, hoping one would win, but no pun in 10 did. Oh, so dumb. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You look for the fresh prints. And that concludes Kitty Twisters. Now, not only if you have jokes, but if you have websites with lots of funny jokes, I tend to lean towards sick jokes, dirty jokes, sex jokes. Uh, I laugh the most at those just because I have a very unfortunate sense of humor. Um, but sometimes, you know, you just run out of material. <laughs> I should make up my own jokes. Actually, that would never happen. Definitely not. Now, there was something else I wanted to talk about that I didn't write down. And also, if you have an idea for fall cocktails slash Halloween cocktails because I do have there's five Fridays in October which means uh, there's going to be one extra podcast that month which is awesome which means I need some Halloween cocktail ideas I do have some already but maybe you guys have better ones Uh, and there is one that I'm really excited to make and I don't even remember what kind of alcohol like what the actual cocktail was but the idea is to have kind of a rounded glass like I've got a perfect glass which is a stemless wine glass and you take an orange like an actual regular size orange not a little mandarin and then you hollow it out or peel it hollow it out basically just peel it (laughs) and then you cut a little face into the orange peel which rests inside the glass and because I have a lighted stand the light would kind of shine through the pumpkin face but it's not pumpkin it's actually orange so uh If you don't know what I mean, don't worry about it. You'll see it because I'm definitely going to do that. And I'm super excited about it. And uh, yeah. Well, you guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I certainly did. Learned some new things. and, um, um, And I will link the recipe for this cocktail uh, down below in the description box so if you're listening to this uh then go to youtube for this information and i'm telling you you got to give it a shot you can't really go wrong with it really i mean i'm i'll be honest i've never been a fan of like milky cocktail drinks ever even pina coladas no thank you um but this is super refreshing and very um super lovely (laughs) super duper duper uh so highly recommend that'll be in the description box and i don't think there's anything else that i have to link
And I do have to say that um, this episode is dedicated to my beautiful Oma who passed away recently. And um, she had such a beautiful life. And I'm so proud to have had her as my Oma. And uh, I just had to mention that. I'm maybe a little bit off still. But, um, you know, she passed peacefully. And um, I, like I said, I couldn't be more proud. So just have to dedicate this episode to her and uh, also um, subscribe to my channel if you feel like it. <laughs> uh, give this video a like um, and uh, I hope you have an amazing weekend. It's Friday, which is all positive. Well, I mean, until until the workday is over and oh, sorry, Alex. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> And uh, I hope you all have an amazing weekend and an amazing week. And I'll see you all in my next video. Bye. Oh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs>